You're listening to a DM podcast. Hey, you know what? It, it's absolutely changed my life. It forced me to speak about stuff that I had never, ever spoken about in my life. It's forced me to deal with shit and not keep everything locked down. Because it's not locked down anymore. I mean, 300,000 people have downloaded it. <laughs> All right, welcome to Behind the Podcast with Jules and Stocks. I'm Jules, and with me is Stocks. All right, this is part two of our Bird's Eye View podcast series. Today we're speaking with the larger-than-life rocket, one of the stars of the Bird's Eye View podcast. And if you've listened to that one, there is no doubt you don't know who she is. Um, If you haven't listened to our episode part one with Joe, feel free to go back and give that a listen after that. It's episode 32, so two before this one. This was lots of fun for us to chat with Rocket. Um, She was undoubtedly the star of Bird's Eye View. Yeah, she's a real talent, such a great character, and has her own podcast in the works, uh, Recovering Rocket. That's right. And she's looking for some funding on that. So if you like what you're hearing and want to support her, we'll put the link to her GoFundMe in the show notes. Perfect. Well, let's roll on in. Rocket. Yeah, just want to hear a bit about your sort of history and, and getting involved in the show. Obviously, a bit of a kind of a different, you know, uh, origin story, I suppose, than, and, than how we usually hear about these kind of things. But the show was amazing and we loved, you know, the, listening to every episode of it, hearing from all of the women in the prison and everything. I think it's fantastic. And, and particularly uh, when your name came up as someone that we could speak to, we were obviously thrilled because <laughs> without a doubt, you're one of the stars yeah. of the show. <laughs> Yeah, that was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, totally didn't expect like the podcast to go anywhere at all. Really, you know, when I was when it was about to drop, I was a bit nervous and everything, and I was thinking, I wonder if even three thousand people are going to listen to it. Like, you know, and I think the numbers are at three hundred thousand or something now. So. It's bloody pretty shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised to say so, the least. We heard from Joanna recently. It was just funny hearing about the process that she went through and the length of time that it took to, to make this show and the sort of smaller visits that you would have kind of weekly. Do you want to tell us a bit about what it was like when you kind of first were introduced to Joanna and, and how this show was pitched to you? When I first met Yo, we were in the jail <laughs> and she was actually doing a walk around with the big wigs of the jail and that and I and I I I was like what are you doing here she's like oh we're going to do like a storytelling thing and I'm like yeah whatever sure sure and anyway when she would come into the jail and there was a list going around if you want to be interested if you want to do it and like there's nothing to do in jail in in Darwin so I was like yeah I want to do it I want to do it <laughs> but then um when I when I met Yo and Leah, the other producer, like I didn't trust him yeah. at first. I was like, "Yeah, fuck off! You want to record me? What for? Like, what's this set up for?" And um, they started they started coming into the jail every Thursday. But the first time I met them, I just remember thinking, "What are these fucking losers doing? Like, <laughs> as if they're gonna <laughs> get like permission for all this crap that they're talking about?" You know. And I really just thought it was going to be a non-event, not happening. And, like, I didn't trust them whatsoever. But then over time, we built our relationship. Like, um, i I done my story through Leah. And Leah and I had built up a really good relationship. Like, we're friends still now, um, as Yo and I are. But um, 
I started trusting Leah more and more because she let me in on uh, things about her life as well. Was sharing yeah. personal stuff from her life, and so I felt that we built the trust. Like it took a long time, months, like to build up the trust in that. Um, to the point where you know I trust them a hundred percent now. Like if they said, "Do you want to do this?" I'd just be like, "Yep, no worries, too easy." But yeah, it, it was a big build up over time. It was it didn't just happen like that. And even like I, um, they said it was going to be a co-editing, and I thought, "Yeah, right, you're just going to take what you want and run with it." But it ended <laughs> up um, the complete opposite. There was seventeen different takes of mine. And I was like, whoa, I just need one more change, yo. And she's like, no more changes, Rocket. Like, so you maintained a lot of creative control? Yeah, yeah, heaps of creative control. It was great. I was like, there's one more thing, yo, I need to change it. Like, And yo said, it doesn't matter, Rocket. No, Nobody's going to know. And I said, yo, I know. I've got to change that one thing. And so she let me have my last change, but yeah. <laughs> um I ended up getting locked up in the in the high security unit, so yeah. they had no access to me for yeah. like the last little bit of it, which was really crap, really, really crap. But um, and then when once I was released, like Yo gave me some employment, like going into the studio and doing pickups and stuff. And apparently, awesome. like I'm a natural for storytelling. <laughs> but um, yeah, she gave me some work doing pickups and just doing little recordings and stuff in the studio. It was really good. I'd say you're definitely a natural at storytelling. <laughs> what was the most, uh, I guess, the most fun and the most challenge? And what was the most challenging part of the process? Telling my story, like the most challenging was just before it dropped. I was shitting bricks, like <laughs> literally. I was so scared. Um, I didn't know how it would be received. Like I, all the negative talk. Every, everything was negative in my mind, you know, like I was being really negative and I was thinking everyone was going to be really negative towards me, you know, being, they're just going to be like, ah, oh, you junkie, drug addict, whatever, you know, and it was the complete opposite. Everyone's been so awesome, like, and, you know, I said in my podcast, if I can help one person, if I can, you know, help one person to stop them going through what I went through, then my whole life's been worth it. I've not helped one. I've helped thousands. <laughs> I'm yeah. really, really, really proud of, you know, so many people have said, Rocket, you're really inspiring. And, and you know, it, that means the world to me. That That's the absolute best of it. That's the hands down the best. Everyone's just been so supportive and open and, you know, just giving me a chance, yeah. really. Well, Stocks and I have a podcast about podcasts, so we're obviously fans of the format. Had you heard about podcasting much before you went in or anything like that, or was it all completely new to you? No, like just before I went in, like sort of podcasts, you know, they were starting, I, starting to hear more and more in the media about podcasts this and podcasts that, but I'd never looked at one, or I'd never listened to one. And then when Yo actually yeah. brought in a podcast for everyone to listen to, I was over at visits, so I missed listening to the podcast. So I still sort of had not really much of an idea of what a podcast was and then I put some headphones on and listened in the corner and I'm like oh yeah this is all right 
oh yeah okay yeah and that's where i got my understanding like <laughs> listening in a corner while everyone was over there <laughs> going oh this is a podcast okay <laughs> they weren't really a thing before yeah. i went to jail and then when i got out of jail oh my god podcasts are everywhere look at it now like got all these earbuds everywhere <laughs> have a lot of the girls inside been inspired to you know start listening to more off the back of this i mean it must be a, a sort of good way to pass the time if you're allowed you're not allowed to listen to podcasts in there. No, not at all. Oh, <laughs> no, you don't, you don't have any, like, internet services or anything. Um, you don't have any computer. You don't have iPad or anything like that. Nothing like that. Yeah. So, no, nah, it w- would be a great yeah. way to pass the time. And, you know, there's so many self-help podcasts and stuff. And it, it'd be really good if we could get podcasts in the jails. Yeah. Um, you know, but... You know, <laughs> flat out getting any program in there, let alone a podcast. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, this must be a good sort of incentive to, like, the more that people hear your voice and, and how much it's been able to, I don't know, just, I guess, improve your life on the outside and everything and how much you've gained from it. It seems like one of those things where, you know, the leap can't be that hard. And if, you, if people are more aware of rehabilitation and what's involved in that, I mean, it, it just seems so easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I hope that, you know, people seeing me I inspire people to not just tell their story and and get clean but to change their lives I want I want people who were where who were sitting where I was three years ago to look at me and go if she can do it I can do it was like I was a drug addict for 35 years and you know I wanted to get clean for a long time like it's not that I didn't want to get clean it's just that I fucking couldn't get clean Um, or I'd get clean and then I'd slip and I'd have one slip and I'd just keep going down that slippery slope you know like I've still had a few um, lapses here and there you know I recognize now that it is a lapse and I need to be honest about my lapses otherwise I can't move forward and be honest and I think being honest with myself about my lapses and where I went wrong with those lapses is really helping me to stay on my recovery journey and that's where recovering rocket comes into it my new podcast yeah um it's a really honest look at recovery like so many people have said to me why don't you just get clean why don't you just stop using drugs yeah yeah mate if there's a magic button 80 percent of junkies <laughs> would press it i bet you 80 <laughs> percent of drug addicts i reckon would press that button and never use drugs again like it's not that easy so my podcast is gonna be an in-depth look at where i go wrong um where i go right but and it's not gonna you know cover anything over i'm a really honest person and I think that honesty is the best policy in, you know, inspiring people. You know, you've got to be honest about your fuck-ups. Of Am course. I swear? Of <laughs> 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 I think you've got to be honest with yourself to be honest with everyone else, you know. Can you tell us a little bit more about the format for Recovering Rocket? Is it just you or are you going to be talking to someone? Is it interviews? How's it going to be? We've got a whole episode with... Um, Debbie Kilroy and the ladies down at Sisters Inside. I, I do interviews with all sorts of people, like with other addicts, um, recovering addicts, addicts who are not interested in recovery, all sorts of people. Like my dad's on there, um, my mum will be on there. A lot of snippets out of uh, bits of work that I've done since I've been out of jail, um, like with my, you know, changing 
get making positive changes for women incarcerated. I don't have a producer. <laughs> Haven't raised enough money for a producer or, or an editor, so I don't know. <laughs> I sort of need to find a producer or an a- editor pretty soon. <laughs> well, I think a lot of the people start out with bootstrapping it as well, so I don't think you're you're not in uncommon ground there. Yeah, I've got a lot of content, that's for sure. And, um, yeah... Because I was forgetting about my podcast for a little while there, but um, I've started remembering it again. So I I guess I was forgetting my podcast when things were going really well. Um, I mean, I still done all the interviews and stuff. I still recorded them and that. But, um, yeah, I'm in no hurry to release the podcast because I don't want it to be till after I finish my corrections order because I don't want to get myself in more trouble with corrections but um, there's only so so honest you can be with corrections <laughs> the, the one where uh where you and taste are talking about you know all of the uh the wheat bix and all of this kind of thing i am an absolute idiot and i reckon i would have had the wool pulled on my <laughs> we were talking to, to joe about that and she's like you know some of these things maybe weren't exactly what they were talking about yeah. you know alluding to that kind of like oh i didn't realize that at all I just (laughs) (laughs) I think I would be the worst prison guard ever (laughs) cool grab a job there (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly everyone just be running circles (laughs) so what are what are some of the interviews like that you've been doing I mean you you talked about uh speaking to your father and you've got one with your mum coming up and everything Is, is that quite confronting having those chats I mean is it, are you covering ground that you hadn't really talked about before or just in a, a completely different situation? Well, with my dad, like, I only seen him fleetingly because he had um, open-heart surgery, so I didn't really want to push too much because, you know, stress levels and that. But, um, yeah, like, with my mum, I think we'll cover some ground where people are just going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and, you know, because mum and I have had a pretty close relationship and we've both both been addicts we're both in recovery now and I never ever thought I would see the day where I was in recovery with my mum and I'm so proud of her like she's doing really well yeah I think I think my interviews will shock a couple of people and um surprise but um yeah it's like a little happy fairy tale no it's not, <laughs> it's not no I just I just talk to people and I ask them to talk about anything they want to talk about I say here's your five minutes of fame what do you want to talk about? Yeah. What you know, and anything like yeah, like me and my mate who I met in jail, we talk about just just talk about crap, really. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that'll be up to the editor whether it goes in or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what's your process been? You've got the Zoom there. Is that what you do? You go and meet up with people. You got the Zoom, sit down face to face, and just have a yarn. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I've got I've got the Zoom here, and yeah, just like take I take my Zoom with me most places I go, and I say to people, "Do you mind if I record?" And they're always like, "No, you're right, Rocket, record away." A lot I, I forget it more times than I take it though. I forget my Zoom all the time. I'm like, "Oh my god, I wish I had my recorder for this," but um, yeah, and like my my conversations with corrections and that I'm not allowed to record them, so. You know, if I do, I'll get someone to play corrections, and then I'll be me. And but I'll get an actor to do corrections, (laughs) so I can get around it or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I have to check out the legal implications of that. I guess. (laughs) A bit of fun role play, huh? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so you started out your interviewing uh, journey 
pretty well. You were interviewing Courtney Barnett, recorded at Sector 4. That was, must have been pretty exciting. Bloody oath it was. Like, oh, when Yo said Courtney Barnett, I'm like, what? No way. You're gammon. Like, you're full of shit. <laughs> and turns out, Courtney Barnett, yes. <laughs> and um, it was one of my favourite m- moments on the podcast, getting to talk to her, because... I was a fan of hers already. I'd been a fan for years. And um, the fact that she actually come into Sector 4, sat down with me and had a conversation with me, like, I was blown away, you know, and then gave us a concert as well to boot. Like, how lucky are we? We're in jail. Like, yeah, (laughs) that stuff does not normally happen in jail. (laughs) How did you prepare for the interview? I didn't really. <laughs> like <No. laughs> half an hour before I'm there scrambling, writing some questions like, oh, can I ask for these? <laughs> anyone else want to ask questions? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> that was my preparation. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about no preparation. Doing it off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even know who I was talking to today. I'm like, I text Yo half an hour ago. I'm like, Yo, who am I talking to again? What are these people? <laughs> hey, I'm Jules and that's stock. Sorry, I don't even know if we yeah. introduced Who are these ourselves. clowns I'm talking to? Yeah. We just kind of launched into it, didn't we? <laughs> well, you definitely got the gift. I mean, look, what you've done, it is incredibly brave to sort of get up and tell your story into a microphone. How has it changed your life? You know what? It's absolutely changed my life. It forced me to speak about stuff that I'd never, ever spoken about in my life. It's forced me to deal with shit and not keep everything locked down because it's not locked down anymore. I mean, 300,000 people have downloaded it. (laughs) So (laughs) it's not real lockdown now. (laughs) And it's forced me to deal with it. It's forced me to have to deal with some stuff that I... Never thought I would deal with like I locked away in a dark box and put out of sight, out of mind. So, you know, and in dealing with that stuff, I think it's helped me move on in my life. And then people's reactions too, like, have really amazed me. Like, I, I can't say enough, like, how much people's reactions shocked me. Like, they are the exact opposite of everything I thought they would be. So, it's given me purpose. It's made me feel valid, like my story was valid. You know, it's helped me in heaps of ways, yeah, and inspired me to be a better person. (laughs) I'm sure you've inspired thousands of people as well. It's incredible. I've had so many um, emails, tweets, tweets, (laughs) so many tweets and stuff and emails and and like I've I've spent hours going through the comments, uh, not the comments, the um, feedback on Apple. You know how you put five stars and you read the comment? Like, I've spent so long going through there. It's, like, amazing. Like, because there was one bad comment and I wanted, I needed to find that bad comment. Like, because I needed yeah, to yeah. know <laughs> who was dissing me. What are you dissing me for? <laughs> and um, it was just some woman who couldn't understand English, couldn't understand us talking. So that... Right. Didn't worry me anymore. <laughs> you can't please absolutely every one of the three hundred thousand listeners, but that's exactly if right. Only one out of that, I think you're doing all right. I'm glad you hunted them down, though. I, I, I bloody oath, I did. Respect the hustle. <laughs> I wish I could have replied to them. <laughs> but no, Has that's there been got. much interaction with the audience over Twitter and everything? And- oh yeah, yeah, I've had a fair bit. Yep, um, and like I was walking down the street, I was walking Ollie, just outside of my house here, actually, and. Um, there was another dog come along and I yelled out, Ollie, 
And the lady turned around and she looked at me real suspect like and she's like, you're that person. And I'm like, I probably am. No, no, you're, you're no. from that podcast. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm from that podcast. She goes, you're Rocket. Oh, my God, I've met Rocket. And it was like full fan moment. And like I've had a few yeah. of them like at the pub, like people just recognise my voice because I've got a like a voice imprint that is recognisable, I guess. And um, yeah, so I've been recognised from my voice like heaps of times in the pub. I'll just be out somewhere and someone will hear me and you see their ear go up and they stare at me for a little while trying to track it in their brain where I'm from. And <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit surreal how people react. They're like, like think you're famous. Oh, can I get a photo with you? Or can I get an autograph? I'm like, you want an autograph? Really? <laughs> Want me to just draw a rocket or something? I don't draw rockets. They look like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it is impossible to draw a rocket without it looking like a dick. I think yeah. everyone's had that problem. I've found that out. <laughs> How's Ollie coping with it all? When you're going on walks, is he getting a lot more pats and everything? Oh, yeah. He's loving the attention. He's actually just laying there <laughs> quietly at the moment. Aren't you, buddy? No, he's good. He, he loves people, so he loves all the extra attention. So tell us a bit more about what you're thinking for the show. Have you started to think about like how long you'd like it to go for or you know the length of episodes and that kind of thing? Or are you just sort of build up the content and then work with someone to see? Yeah, what build got? up the content and then, build, and then work with someone who goes, nah, nah, chop, chop, chop. Oh, where's all your content going, Rocket? <laughs> yeah, so haven't really thought too much into it. Maybe like just episodes one after the other until there's no more episodes. <laughs> um, yeah. may, maybe 45 minutes because I think that's, you know, you can listen to it on your way to work or on your way home or, you know, when you're cleaning the house or something, it's not too long, not too short. Yeah, that's something we've found talking to people is that that, that sort of half an hour to 45 minutes seemed to be the sweet, the sweet spot for travel and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and if anyone listening to this wants to help you out with your editing, what's the best way they could get in touch with you? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Renee Rocket. Uh, that's R-E-N-A-E-R-O-C-K-E-T. Yeah, Twitter's probably the easiest. Or my email, rocket underscore seven seven at me dot com. We'll put that in the show notes. Let's see if we can get some get some excitement here. Yeah, cool. I've also got a um, like a like a what's that thing called where you raise money? Oh yeah, like a GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe. Like it's Is called it? Recovering Rocket. So they can jump onto my GoFundMe and help fund me. <laughs> but big thanks to Kayleen from Talking PFAS. She donated me my Zoom. She heard me talking at something I was talking with Yo, and and everyone's like, oh, are you doing any more? I'm like, no, nah, I've got no recording equipment or anything. Next minute, she donated me $1,000 worth of recording equipment. So go her, legend. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at your GoFundMe now. You've got a goal of ten grand, right? Well. We'll tip some money in there, but we'll put that out to the world. Chucked a thing, figure out there. I have no idea what an editor in that costs. So <laughs> if you're an editor, then we'll just donate yourself. <laughs> or a producer, you can donate yourself. <laughs> yeah, donate a few hours here and there. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be good to um, get the podcast done you know i've got a good target audience that i want you know i want i want people to know that it's possible to recover but i also want to show people who have no idea just what's involved in recovery it's not as easy as just recovering and 
saying no and not doing drugs it's not that easy if it was that easy we would all stop don't you think like (laughs) yeah, yeah drugs are a really powerful force and they're not to be underestimated as soon as you underestimate them you fuck up like unfortunately that's the way of the world and the way of the drug world yeah it'd be great if if they weren't so powerful but you know at the end of the day they're crap yeah they are absolute crap and I just want to show people what it is like in the life of an addict trying to recover get the message out there and I I just want to say if anyone is out there struggling like my message to you is just keep going because it gets better and it's 100% worth it when it does get better 100% 100% like guarantee that's a rocket guarantee man like how much more can you, <laughs> can you need <laughs> it does get better 100% it gets better well I think listening to the show it was it was great hearing you know all the voices of everyone inside and, and actually sort of hearing the stories behind how people got there and you know it's not just someone's done this thing that you know locked you up there's a whole history of events that lead to that kind of point and there's a whole lot of humanity there as well so I think you know, being able to bring that into your own podcast and help out people from the outside who might be going through similar troubles that you had and taking them on your journey as well, it's going to be a hell of a show. Incredibly important. Yeah. And in ter- in terms of working with Leah and Johanna, um, what, what did you learn from them that you're applying to this podcast, to your podcast? Like everything to do with podcasts from mic handling noises to you know um about defamation and i learned so much from doing um i was going to say recovering rocket i, I, I learned so much from bird's eye view that i bought with me to recovering rocket it's been great like you know because i would have just gone defaming the world <laughs> and um yeah no I, i've learned an absolute swag and you know i continue to learn every day um doing interviews and stuff i've done a lot of interviews all sorts of interviews for all sorts of people and all sorts of newspapers and radio stations and yeah but i've learned all my audio skills from them and um learn about the mic levels and (laughs) how to set up all the recording equipment and stuff and how to do a little studio actually i learned that myself how to do a little studio (laughs) what do you mean by a little studio well when i make my little studio i just go in my room and I put, like, the mattress up against the cupboard and I go in there and it gives me a good good sound. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my little studio. <laughs> Audio engineering. That's no, it. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Look, I hear that's the same thing that bloody the 12th man did to record all his award-winning albums, just a mattress and a, yeah. Oh, so I'm on the right track. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, cool. Since you've been opened up to the world of podcasts, are there any podcasts that you've been particularly into that you want to share with people? Life Jolt. Just started listening to that. It's, um... What's that about? Jail. It's about jail as well. It's different than Bird's Eye View. It's a different set out than Bird's Eye View, but it's, it's good. Is it Australian? Nah, it's like Canadian, I think. I'm not really a podcast person. <laughs> you just you just want to keep it all fresh for yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got ADHD, so I'm always like, I've got no, I've got no attention span. <laughs> I'll be listening, and then all of a sudden I'm doing something else, and I've missed half the story. I'm like, oh, I've got to rewind again. <laughs> like, it took me long enough to listen to Bird's Eye View, and I'm in it everywhere. <laughs> 
<laughs> how about how about advice then for other people who want to uh, who want to start podcasts? I mean, I guess you know you've as we mentioned you've come about it a, a, a sort of unique way. But yeah, any advice for anyone who? Bloody get into it. it. It's fun. And, um, you know, the power of storytelling has the potential to change your life. Um, it's completely helped me ch- change my life. Um, the power of storytelling is its really powerful. I love it. Yeah. Thanks very much for your time today, Rocket. It was an absolute pleasure talking yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah, cool. Now I'm going to have to listen to, like, a podcast of yours. <laughs> <laughs> It'll still be you talking, though. Yeah, cool.